Aloha! I wanted a shorter aloha this Welcome week. Welcome to the most muscleless and podcast in Bay Area sports. Welcome to With Authority. I'm Casey Pratt. That's Larry Beal. We are inside the ABC7 Sports Department. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you joining <laughs> us. You're part of the podcast. I was gesturing to you it's and everybody a, else. Well, Super Producer Leonard is really the key guy. The schedule is is crucial. His presence, we can't do it without him, so uh, it's good that he's here. By the way, this is our first podcast that we are recording during the day. Yes. I know that your circadian rhythm is very sensitive. Sometimes Casey will choose to do some work and not others because of the... Are you okay right now to proceed? I am not allowed to eat and I'm not allowed to sleep. So this should be a good podcast. You should tell people about your diet at some point. Yes. Basically, you've eliminated all food. Every food, we can't have that. For 30 days, that's the diet. Ooh. It's great. And I don't know why I did it. It's really pleasant to be around I'm also. grumpy. Uh, on this podcast, we're going to talk warriors. We're going to talk steroids. Not connected. Bridge and... The late, great King Kong Bundy and what that has to do with Larry Beal and a famous commercial shoot. And... My Undertaker! My favorite. Yeah. So let's get right into it. All right, so uh, let's start with the Warriors, because last week you debuted, uh, it had a lot of alliteration, uh, dubs, doomsday, I can't even remember what it, yeah, what it, it all was. It was the dubs dynasty doomsday clock. Thank you, okay. And we thought it was getting kind of close to the end of the dubs dynasty, for various reasons, but... They're still good this year, we think. So this is, it's been an interesting week because we're coming off of them being blown out by the Celtics at home. They lost mm-hmm. by 33, and everybody's sort of puzzled as to what's going on with them. As we tape, there's 18 games left in the regular season. They're still in first place. Going to play Denver on a Friday night that will determine who takes over first place. 44-20 and 20 is... A reasonable record, but not for this team and not with these expectations. And so everybody's pondering. Even st- Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's really good. There's so many different factors. Yeah. One of the things that I'd like to mention, because the mental fatigue is obvious. Clearly. They're, they're checked out sometimes. They're just not into playing. They because, just don't care about the regular season. Right. It's the, As I said last year, it's Al Gore. It's the inconvenient truth. They have to play the first 82 in order to get to the games that count. But... Um, in, a, in a rare bit of preparation for this podcast, I actually added up their postseason Whoa. games. I know you have no notes I'm in front of you. I'm looking at all these notes. Yeah. There's a lot of notes. So 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, they made it to the finals in each of those years. Mm-hmm. An extra 21, 24, 17, and 21 games, respectively, a total of 83 games. Wow. That is the equivalent of one full extra season that they have played. Yeah. There is some physical fatigue involved in this, and there's also some, you know what, it's regular season. I, I don't need to go 100% or 100 whatever whatever it is. I'm not going to blow it all out against the Celtics mm-hmm. in early March or February because I need to be ready for April, May, and June. So you're not getting max effort, and part of it is undoubtedly physical fatigue. So... You're not getting max effort, nor should they really be giving max effort. It's sad to say it diminishes the regular season. We're seeing losses at Oracle Arena that are not characteristic of them. And Steve Kerr even mentioned it being something that is a little disappointing being the last season at Oracle Arena, not getting these big home wins. But 
I think that one thing you did, you posted this poll the other day asking people, are the Warriors bored with the regular season? Is it the free agency, or as we could call it, pre-agency issues right. with guys like Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Draymond? Are they just angry with the media? Well, yes. Or is it all of the above? <laughs> There's and one person who's very angry with the media. 48% said bored with the regular season, and I am going to go ahead and agree with that, and then we could start talking switch flipping season. Can they switch the, you know, they're, they're talking Switch about, the flip? Switch the flip. Can they flip the switch? They, they have switch to the switch the flip. That's flip. what's going on the here. Switch they've, the flip. They've, we've been um, talking about flipping the switch. they got to switch the flip. They got That's the problem. It's yes. just like joy, anger, everything like that. One thing, though, with angry with the media, I heard a really good point today. And it came from Bob Myers. Say we just totally bomb this podcast right now. I said switch the flip too many times. Right. It's not funny. Right. It's a terrible podcast. Right when we're done, 30 people are in our face with microphones asking us why we suck so bad. Instead of just our managers? Instead of just, <laughs> instead of just instead our of managers just our who love and support us and are so great and are letting us do this podcast. I mean, wouldn't you at some point get frustrated with that situation too? Yeah, Wouldn't but, that get annoying? But isn't that what you sign up for when you're in a theory? professional athlete earning $30 million a year on the court and it's maybe true. more off the court? But it doesn't make it any less frustrating when you've just come off a tough loss at home and everyone's pointing to you and Kyrie Irving and all these rumors and, and taking and parsing all your words in, in certain ways and, and trying to deduce certain meanings from them. And all you want to do is, is switch the flip. Exactly. So, obviously, you're talking about Durant. How about Kyrie Irving the other day walking into the arena, and he sees all the cameras, and he says, worse to the effect, I can't wait until this is all, I'm done with all of this. Well, you know, wearing an Uncle Drew hat. <laughs> he's, he's disappointed with the sponsorships and the movies and everything but the basketball while wearing a hat with the logo for the movie that he was in just recently. Because he can't stand cameras Horrible around him. Horrible being paid and getting all this money. So, I mean, movies. how much hypocrisy? I mean, do these, these some of these guys are just clueless. I mean, the behaviors that they that they go through every day, the stuff that they willingly do on social media leads to more attention. If you, yes. you, know, if you don't hit send, don't press send, as as Herm Edwards famously yeah, said so many so times on SportsCenter. You're Center. hitting send, then you're bringing more questions about everything so, but basketball your way. And that gets frustrating. So I think that's a thing. Pre-agency issues. I mean, had Durant not just signed more than a one-year contract again, all that's gone. I don't think any of this would be an issue. It's just, I don't you're think... not talking about it all year. He brought this upon himself. And I just, I still think he's going to be here next year. I really do. Despite all the rumors and innuendo about him being one foot out the door, I still think he's going to be here next year. I think there's a reason... The Warriors had him with the hard hat and gold shovel at the Chase Center. I think there's the reason that he was the first major player they brought around the Chase Center. I think they're really selling him on that experience. And unless they can't make that flip switch, <laughs> I'll say it correctly this time okay. on purpose. Unless they can't do that and they fail in the finals, I just can't see these guys wanting to break it up when they have a dynasty. But I don't think... That was Durant initiated. That was organization initiated, trying to get him to well look at our shiny new palace. But he was look buying into it. Well, he, he showed up. I mean, he, he did he did do the shoveling yeah. and he did show up and he took the tour. But I don't think it was because he was looking for his parking space. I don't think he was identifying which office he was going to have. Well, he's not going to have an office. He wouldn't anyway. If he, he wants one. one, he can have. He one. could. You, you could have two offices, <laughs> Katie. You could have <laughs> two. If you stay, you take you, you take Joe Lacob's office right now. No, but. Uh, I think that's the team trying to sell KD. I want to say one thing about Durant in this uh, context because 
it's obvious now whenever as soon as he sees somebody show up with a microphone you just get you get the look like and and I recently got the look. I saw that video. <laughs> yeah, I got the look. So I watched this video and I thought oh, it was really funny. So we and then to I asked about Larry this? about it, and Larry's like, "I didn't think it was that funny." I, I, Let's hear it. I'll just tell the story. I was going to make another <laughs> point, but now you want to like drag me. <laughs> so he, uh, I'm in Charlotte, and KD wins the MVP of the game. He was great in the game, and. Uh, we go back, and Rachel Nichols does an interview for ESPN, and he's he's charming, he's wonderful, he's happy, everything. And then I start doing the interview with him, and he's charming and wonderful and happy. And you know, we're talking about it puts him up there with greats like Wilt and Rick Barry and all that. And uh, in closing, I thought, you know, we're having we've got good rapport now. And uh, and I said, you know, I just want to point out, you know, it's not like we're all blog boys who are out to get you. Uh, and that's a famous the blog boy thing is something that he brought What's up on a Bill him, Simmons yeah. podcast because of all of the writers and the, the analytics guys that, that don't never play the game, don't really understand the game in his view. And so he calls he lumps many of us into the blog boy category. Mm-hmm. So I thought this is going to be a great moment where we bond <laughs> and you want to do the KD role. I say, well, you're not all blog boys. You remember what he said? He lo- I'll just, yeah, I, he looks at me and he, and he and he goes. He says, "If the shoe fits." And right? he goes, "If the shoe fits," and then walks out. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, it was uh, I believe the kids would say hashtag awk. Uh, it, was it was a little, little awkward. awkward. Even his mom, who was you know having a great time, and she looked at at me and looked at him, and she was like, "Whoa, okay, well." Um, so anyhow, that was that was my moment but with what KD. What else was he like behind the scenes? But that's, from the that's, that's I think that's the point you really want to make before that, I hijack before, the conversation. Yeah, what I want to say is that we are exposed to Kevin Durant in very short doses, mm-hmm. and where he doesn't want us to be. Most of, he's just tired of the whole thing. He's sick of it. Mm-hmm. When I went back into the unauthorized area in the arena where uh, we weren't supposed to be but we were we got clearance you were taken care of you had we we got clearance but but basically it was family and friends and that was it and players i saw kd smile he was so happy mm-hmm. he i mean you you couldn't quantify it i mean he it really meant so much for him to be in that moment and sharing it with his mom and with other people the picture that we have of Durant is this guy. Who, whenever we see him after the games, if they lose, whatever, it's brooding and this. I don't think that's who he. Is. I don't think he's twenty-four hours a day just frustrated and upset and angry. Now, is it the joy that Steve Kerr talked about and was trying to get this season to be about? I don't see that either. But I don't. I don't think it's right to characterize him as this guy who's just constantly. Angry. I think we get glimpses of that in the media, but I don't think that's what's yeah, really going on. Yeah, we're getting one side of a guy. Yeah. After he's just finished a hard day at work, and then we're putting a bunch of microphones in his face. Or he's smiling and he's happy and he's got his trophy for being the All-Star Game MVP, and he's with his family and friends, and everything's great. And then Blog Boy shows up. <laughs> Blog Boy. I, I think he's a lot happier <laughs> when we're not around. No, but we did get a huge smile out of him the other day on our After the Game show. When he was asked about drinking water through a That's towel. true. And that was a real moment where he genuinely had a huge smile, and you could see it really shine through. And that was great to see. Now, they won't be happy if the Dubs dynasty ends. Nobody around here will. Nobody. But what, I, what I want to talk about is who is the best contender for the next dynasty? 
after this is all gone and passed? Who's the next team we're going to glom onto here as the perennial champion in the Bay Area? Well, you threw this out at me today. I was unprepared to answer. And I loved your answer, buddy. My first reaction was, as I you know, kind of just mentally checked off the teams, if, if we're moving Warriors aside, my first thought was Casey's Oakland A's. Which stunned you. <laughs> yeah, he almost fell believe, over. He's like, I what? Believe the who am I talking to? I actually told him, stop talking right now because <laughs> I don't want this to be spoiled. for. The, I want to hear this on the podcast for the first time. Yes. So what you, you got? You thought, you thought you were interviewing Dave Cavill for I a never moment. never for a second. In a gondola. I never thought you were going to say Oakland A's. Well, the reason I say that is because, okay, once the Warriors, we, we're finished with that, or whenever that ends. We don't want it to end, but, but it will at some point. I'm just looking at a team that has the youngest, most talented roster in the Bay Area. And if they all grow together and someday build a new stadium, then you could potentially have a team that, I'm not going to say is going to be a dynasty, because who wins three in a row or four in five years or whatever, or even just to be in the finals that many years is incredibly, incredibly hard. Mm -hmm. But I think they would have the potential when I look at some of the other teams, like the Giants, I don't know where the Giants are going. And we we went over. They need to rebuild. Look, we went over the Bryce Harper thing and exactly what happened. What you said, I said point blank, the Giants aren't going to sign Bryce Harper, nor should they. And the very next day... It was less than 24 hours. And I also Phillies. said as soon as super producer Leonard hit stop on, on the podcast record that Bryce Harper would sign with somebody other than the Giants. And that is exactly what happened. Exactly so, what happened. But anyway, the Giants, they're in rebuilding mode, whatever they want to call it. They have some considerable off-the-field issues. They've been monitoring a the, lot of situations. they got, they got like like a lot of... The, so it's not the Giants. Yeah. Uh, if, if the Warriors are out of the mix, you know... Just for, for our other producer, Scott, I'd like to say Team Teal and Sharks, mm-hmm. but they haven't won one no. Stanley Cup in two and a half decades. They got to the finals, and that was fun, but until you... Are, I, they, just, they just don't get over the top. They just leave yeah. you right at the edge. and Not quite. So, all right, I'm, I'm moving the Sharks. The Raiders... The Raiders aren't even going to be here. Well, they're not going to... So. But, but if we consider them a Bay Area team for the moment... I don't have much faith in what's going on over there. I mean, I thought Gruden... I, I, I did buy uh, and chugged a lot of Gruden Kool-Aid when he first signed. See, I didn't. Uh, well... I did not. But but it became clear the way they handled the Khalil Mack situation. Yeah. Uh, no idea what's going on. And I think Mike... May- I like Mike Mayock, um, but it seems like his job is going to be mostly um, trying to prevent... John Gruden from destroying himself, uh, talking him out of him. talking him out of bad ideas, yeah. which is let's go get Antonio Brown. Yeah, let's go I get another think, veteran. I, I, I just think the Raiders' Gruden track record per se is, I mean, he won one Super Bowl against a team whose playbook he essentially knew, with a roster built by Tony Dungy, and then after that he was basically a 500 coach. Right. I right. mean, so I think the deal he got. And the situation they brought him into, I just think he's kind of overrated. And I actually wrote a big Facebook post about that when everyone was all in the happy hysteria of the, was a 10-year, $100 million contract. And I was just like, why? Like, why would you give him that? Just like Bryce Harper, I wouldn't give him that either. I actually think Bryce Harper's kind of overrated. That's an aside. Um, The 49ers. That was the answer I was going to give. 
because I didn't want to say the Oakland A's, which is why I'm so happy you did. Okay. I think with a team like the 49ers, as they say, brick by brick, they're building it. And I think with Jimmy G, he's just 27. He's a Tom Brady disciple. He obviously hurt his knee and had a real bad season last year. But if he can continue on the trajectory he's on and you can start putting pieces around him, you have George Kittle, 25 years old. The guy is an absolute monster. If they could find a way to get a huge wide receiver, if they could find a way to get Odell Beckham Jr. or Antonio Brown, Leonard will hit stop and they'll get one of them, mm-hmm. um, and then get a great pass rusher somehow in this draft, I think they're really starting to create something. Um, Matt Breed is a young guy. They obviously love Jurek McKinnon. I think they just never really got out of the gate last year. And so I think they're going to build around that a little bit. And, and I could see them eventually being something on the heels of basically Jimmy G. I mean, if he could stick around for a good, I don't want to say like 10 years, it could happen. I mean, look at Brady. He's only 27 right now. I mean, I think they could really have something forming here. I, I see the building. I see your brick by brick. Yes. But I, show it to me. Show me something. They've yeah. been here two years. I haven't seen anything. I mean, obviously injuries well, they, have been a factor. Well, they got Jimmy G, they, they won all the rest of the games. Uh, well, yeah, so but the, the season was over at that point. I mean, you can't put a lot of stock into that. They have to draft well, obviously, but do something with that number two pick. Mm-hmm. Either take Bosa or, you know, you got to get a pass rusher. Yeah. Uh, if you can trade back and get a pass rusher and a great wide receiver, if they, they, need, they, need, a, um, they need somebody good. A difference at maker wide at wide receiver. Yes, maybe. But the only thing that this ownership group has done, and I'm talking about the Yorks, mm-hmm. the one taste of success they had was with Jim Harbaugh. Everything else has been a disaster. And so I'm not saying that that, that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch will be bad. I just don't know that it's going to be epic dynasty-like. Maybe they have the potential. How about, let me ask you this. moving in the right direction. Well, finally, but you're Mr. Green and Gold. Mm -hmm. Which team do you think would have the best chance of actually achieving just win one title how about just win just one win championship one, geez, one championship what i like about the a's and the reason i would say the a's <laughs> shocker is, is i didn't get to talk about them so i'm yeah. going to right now uh matt chapman the platinum glover matt olson they got this great young nucleus they have these pitchers that are all coming back jesus lazardo aj puck jarrell cotton sean Manaya. they have a great rotation if they could ever stay healthy so they have that nucleus, and then what you're going to see is as they push towards the stadium, much like the Warriors did going into the Chase Center, much like the Niners did going into Levi's Stadium, teams have a little extra incentive to be really good when they're trying to get a big project done, to curry public favor, to get any necessary votes potentially. I think that they're going to start upping the payroll to Whoa. the mid-level. Remember the force fight <laughs> yes, we laughed they, about? Yes. He said, we're going to up the payroll right about to the middle of the pack. Right but, to the middle of the pack. But if you have this nucleus that is cost-controlled and then you jump up the payroll a bit, you can really supplement it and then have a great team going into a new stadium build, hopefully at Howard Terminal, and then there's your dynasty in the making right there. We could do an o- another whole podcast on you think it's actually going to get built at Howard Terminal. I do. I could talk for about three hours about how I know. That's why I... I The last time we talked about this really was on the 4 p.m. news on ABC7, and you asked me what my percentage... Or you asked me out of 10, I believe, and I gave you percentage anyways. Uh, I think it was about 30% of the time. I'd I'd probably bump it up to maybe 40, but it's still... I'm very, very cautiously optimistic about it. But I really think that if they can get that thing built on the waterfront, it's the same thing I've been wanting the whole time. 
I'm so happy they settled on that site. They have a young core. They had some success last year with no pitching staff. They're going to have a bunch of guys coming back. I think this could be our dynasty in the making. All right. You just want to ride in a gondola. I think I that's what it's all about for you. And hey, the latest rendering, they took out the party barge. That is just terrible. Which has to be put back in. Well, we're working on the party Dave barge. Cavill uh, must answer to us on that. You want to hear a story? I would love to hear a story, especially because I know this story is about something that's near and dear to my heart, professional wrestling. So I'll let you take it away. And you say that with a straight face. It almost, how old are you? And you still watch wrestling every week, twice religiously, and subscribe to the WWE Network. What do you pay, $10 a month for the streaming channel? $9.99. <laughs> it's... I make Larry watch Raw and SmackDown in oh this office every Monday and God. Tuesday, and he enjoys it just as much as I do. So <laughs> don't act like you true. don't. That is not true. He's a big fan of Mandy Rose. That's that's you. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's uh, now. This is a hard turn here. I this is a hard let's turn. Let's get back to the legends of the, well, yeah, WWE. The, the old days. Okay, Rest so in peace. it's 1995. Nice. And I'm at Sports Center or 96, something like that. And that was uh, back in the day, and they still do them now, but I don't think they produce as many commercials as they used to. Mm -hmm. But the Sports Center spots were legendary, and they used to uh, film them with uh, Wyden and Kennedy was the advertising uh, company, and they came in with a with a Hollywood type film crew, and they would just basically take over the studios for like two or three days. And I was in a spot uh, with a bunch of the guys. They, at the time, it was. Uh, Worldwide Wrestling Federation. It was WWF, if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, okay? Wrestling Federation, before they got sued and had to drop the F. And uh, <laughs> dropped the, the yes, they dropped the F. Yeah. When we yeah, dropped they, the, they got the F out. When we dropped the F, Leonard uh, edits it Leonard! out. Cut! So in this spot with the wrestlers, the premise is uh, they come in barging into the Sports Center studios and they're upset because we're not showing enough wrestling highlights and nobody really has the guts to say, well, wrestling is fake. And so they take the place over. So that was me in the spot with Kevin Nash squishing my face down into the Xerox machine. Well, You're and, almost unrecognizable. Yeah, your face is so I, what's funny is a number of people <laughs> ask me, was that you with your face being contorted that way? And yes, that was me. That was uh, The other people that were in that spot, King Kong Bundy, and we mentioned this Rest because he peace. passed away this week at the age of 61 and he was kind of the star of the spot amongst the wrestlers but it was kevin nash and Shawn michaels they One were of my all-time favorite Shawn they michaels. were in my scene Shawn michaels yeah. right super cute right um sweet chin music's what he calls that okay um the undertaker and paul bearer <laughs> my undertaker <laughs> and so it was it was those guys and the the, the funniest thing was that you know, you do a take, uh, you know, they would, I, mean, I don't know, it seemed like uh, Kevin Nash had my head pressed down onto the Xerox machine. It felt like eternity because he was, it wasn't like a gentle thing. Like he's they like were 6'10". He's 6'10", and, and he, they, were se they were selling it, okay? Yeah, and yeah. so I'm just like, like, how many, how many times are we going to have to take do this? 100. How many times? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like... Okay, I think we got one already. But uh, it was amazing to see just the, the way that the film crew, they, it was like a SWAT team. I mean, they would get set up, 
and we would do a scene and it would be like 15, 20 minutes and then tear everything down and then off to another location and they're setting up another scene. So it was great to be a part of that and, and just I, I felt bad when I saw King Kong Bundy and his passing this week. But to be in the spot was kind of cool even though my face was, uh, you know, was a little messed up um, that was, at the time. That was a fantastic spot. What were they like? I mean, I know that I've been around them a lot doing shoots and they flip the switch from the, normal you, person to character they were in character the whole time that's which was the weird thing like there a number of us and and, and i don't know you know I, keith was in it dan was in it gary miller was in it and maybe they had longer uh, uh, experiences mm-hmm. and times to chat but like i it felt weird just like i was looking at, at kevin nash and you know you just kind of size up a guy and i just thought he could just crush me at any moment and if he, he felt did. like it. And well, then he did. <laughs> but but I just mean like they, they were they were cool. But yeah. especially Paul Bearer and the Undertaker. The, when you see the Undertaker, even though you you know it's not real, you know it's not real, and you just see them coming down the hall. The first thought is like fear. I mean, it's just yeah. like oh, well, he's also he's enormous. Guys, gigantic. And but they and and he and it's just menacing. Yeah, and so it wasn't like they broke out into smiles, mm-hmm. at least during the time that I saw them. Maybe with the other guys, uh, they were funnier, but anyway. It, There's a million things I would like to ask some of these wrestlers and you, but what I think we should do right now is have Leonard ask us something. Uh-oh. And, I'm sorry, Larry. Oh, no. For this question that's about to happen. <laughs> I, love, I love this premise. Uh, okay. to switch careers and became WWE wrestlers. Oh, yes. What are your names and your backstory? Oh, well, I'd probably be Mandy Rose, I guess, based on your earlier comments. <laughs> <laughs> I would be I would be the cat. That'd be my, my gimmick. The cat? The cat, because I've got, like, speed, agility. I can do all the flippy stuff. I'd be going off the top rope. I'd be, uh, I'd be your agility guy. Larry would be, like, the muscle guy. So if we were, like, a tag team... I'd be like the quick, the quick dude. You mean the guy that flexes his pecs like yeah, this on Larry camera, like that? The guy pecs, that does that. Look directly at them. Yeah. You'll be hypnotized. Yeah. Um, no, you know who I want to be, um, and I don't know the name of the guy because you you told me about him. He was coming from was it NXT? NXT. Yeah. NXT. See, I'm learning my, yeah, my wrestling. I make him watch every week. He likes so him. what what is the guy? Ricochet. Rick. I want to be Ricochet. See, yeah, yeah, Ricochet. I want to be coolest. Ricochet. Shout out Ricochet. I don't even know anything about Ricochet. I just know that he can do, like, he's everything that you were describing as the exactly. cat. He, but he's only, like, 185 pounds, something yeah, like that. Yeah. And that's, I'm, I'm 185 um, and, and shredded. But, um, but anyway. Um, I don't eat. And, uh, and he, but he flies, he does things that humans are not he supposed to be do, able to do. Like, his finisher, he does not one but two front flips in the air and then lands on people. And there's one spot where he did a double backflip off the top of a steel cage insanity i mean just google ricochet and the stuff you see bends your mind it's it's unreal he's really good he's do this well i I think people have you know they look at it and say well this is fake stuff but some of the athleticism is freakish i mean it's not it's not easy to do these guys they're they're very special athletes okay so i would be ricochet and you would be the cat well then we'd both be doing a lot of flippy stuff but that'd be fun yeah that would we'd, be we'd okay. wow the crowd with our agility it'd be great to get ricochet in on a podcast what once this him? once we hit what a million subscribers is that what we're going for leonard a hundred thousand subscribers when we hit a hundred k we're calling ricochet and he's Deal. gonna say who are you who are you clowns 
Uh, news of the week. News of the week. This I hear this, this actually is my favorite story, and we we did a little research on this. So there was a an, an athlete. Well, he's not even an athlete, really. There <laughs> Don't was diminish a, what he does for a living. There was a bridge player, which is a card game, who was suspended for doping. He was taking <laughs> steroids. Now his name, and I apologize if I mispronounce it, is Ger Helgemo. He's a Norwegian-born titan in the world of bridge, as the story says. And he got popped. He got popped for steroids. He had two illegal substances in his system. Now, while you're sitting there playing cards, you wouldn't think that you would need extra testosterone. No, you would think you'd want something that a lot of NFL players and others get popped for, like something like Adderall. Or Adderall, something yeah, yeah, something, yeah, yeah. Cards. And so th- that has been a thing. They, they like they've caught people in the past that have tried uh, taking Ritalin, and they've and the reason that they, they're tested, like why would you even test card players or chess players or anything like that? But I guess they fall because they're a worldwide organization. They fall under the WADA testing rules. Yeah, the international was it Olympic. Yeah, the uh, the Olympic testing yeah. rules. So, the World Bridge Federation <laughs> found that uh, found that that he was that he was doping. So, my favorite part of the story, I did a quick scan of it when he told me about it because it's so weird. Mister El Gamo, or however you say it, who is serving in <laughs> prison, he's in jail in Norway for tax fraud unrelated to his bridge suspension. So what, do they let him out to play bridge, or do they have the, the, the bridge tournament in, in the prison? I, how do they do this? The story, the more you read it, the deeper you get, it, it gets weirder and weirder. I but, and it also know. says he could not be reached on Saturday. Because well, he's in prison. Yeah, call the prison, and we know exactly where he's supposed to be. He's on tax fraud. But the, the wow. best part, I like, uh, his, his attorney said, and where have we heard this before? He didn't have a terribly good understanding as to how the drugs got into his system. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Helgemo told the Federation he'd been trying to control his weight and had been taking supplements with unknown ingredients given to him by a friend who was a bodybuilder. In prison? Or in the prison? I How are we getting this stuff into the prison? The story is crazy. I know, but it's, it's, it's a great story. And so he's serving a year suspension. And uh, no, no bridge for you, Gare. <laughs> no bridge for you. Wow. I guess we'll have to end on that note. That is it. On this podcast, we thank you for joining us inside the ABC7 Sports Department. Thank you for joining us, Larry. Yeah. It's Larry Beal. I'm Casey Pratt. You can see us on YouTube, SoundCloud, all the other podcast apps soon. Give them the most important piece of information. They have to subscribe. You've got to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. That's the key. That is the key to our existence because, well, you don't even have to listen, right? No, just download, just subscribe. Just subscribe. If you don't even listen ever, that's fine, as long as we get those stats. At some point, we are going to figure out... We have a lot of stuff to give away. We have a treasure trove of things we're saving for you, and when we get it cleared for legal... every Everything has to run through legal. Every, everything has to go through legal. But our name made it through legal. What's, what's funny is that I have been saying, with authority, locally, nationally, internationally, for probably 25 years, it's on cups, it's on t-shirts. 
money has been made off of Aloha Means Goodbye and With Authority, yet we had to check to see if we could use the name With Authority because somebody else might have stolen it. Stolen it. Mm. But it, we can, and most importantly, we can say Aloha. Aloha means, means goodbye. goodbye. And legal said it was okay. <laughs>